0: Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, an unfiltered, behind-the-scenes, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav. And I'm Jason. We're the co-founders of Location Indie, and you may have noticed there was no timer in this episode, Trav. Yes, that's because once a month, we're going to be rolling out a very special bonus episode for you where we're highlighting one of our Location Indie members and their story of how they became location independent we're going to be doing that today so let's get into it Each person's location-independent journey is unique, and we all have our own creative approaches to business, to travel, and how we blend together everything to manifest our ideal lifestyle. One of the things that inspires me most day in and day out is when I see LI members consistently taking action towards their goals and leaning on the LI community along the way for support and advice while also giving back. Each month, we highlight one member of our Location Indie community who's putting in the work that it takes to go L.I., and we highlight them not only to recognize their efforts, but also so we can learn from their wins and setbacks. And I'm super, super excited to welcome this month's Location Indie member of the month. Mitch, welcome. Thanks for coming on.
1: What's up? I am so stoked to be here. <laughs> and
0: uh, Mitch told us right before recording, but not everyone who's listening to this later knows where Mitch is right now. I mean, he is. This is the location, indie <laughs> lifestyle personified. Mitch, give everyone a little bit of an idea of where you are and what your next couple months look like.
1: All right. So uh, my wife actually dropped me off because we were on the middle of a, we were in the middle of a road trip from Utah to California to go stay at a house. It on the beach. And I am right on the border of Nevada and California sitting in a McDonald's. So I apologize if there's some nice elevator music or screening kids or anything that goes on there in the background.
0: (laughs) That's that. So you are, yeah, you're currently on a road trip and then you've got a pretty, I I, want to say intense, but that makes it sound negative, but you've got a pretty full next, what would we say four or five months?
1: Yeah, you can call it intense because we're doing it with an 11-month-year-old. So, <laughs> so <laughs> 11- everything's intense. <laughs> yeah, everything's always intense with an 11-month-old. So um, yeah, we've got... Uh, so we have... At the moment, we are in the middle of booking a handful of different house sets. But right now, we have about 40 days worth of uh, free stays booked for house sitting, coast literally coast to coast, staying on the West Coast next week or this week. And then we've got... Later down the road, we've got uh just shy of a month in Greenwich, connecticut right across from manhattan and then um yeah we're gonna be bouncing all over the place we're gonna be in california for a week we're gonna be in utah for another week going up to idaho for a month and a half to hang out with my parents for a little bit um then we're jumping over to the east coast to hit philadelphia york Baltimore and New York and Connecticut. So it just keeps going (laughs) up.
0: Nice. All right. So for people listening who might not understand the concept of house-sitting or haven't done it before, give us a tiny bit of a background on that. And I'd love for you to touch on it too, because I personally have never house sat. Well, actually, no, that's a lie. I just did. So I have done it too with a kid, but I know that a lot of the times people ask, were asking me, well, what if I have kids, can I house-sit? So let's start with what is house sitting? How'd you get into it? Why are you doing it? Why do you like it?
1: Yeah. Um, Okay. This is the origin story, man. I always think of X-Men origins whenever this goes into it (laughs) because LI was the origin of our house sitting journey. (laughs) Um, So back in 2017, man, yeah, 2017. So before we had a kid, we jumped over to Europe and we booked four months of house sits. And what house sitting is, is it's just like what it sounds. It's like babysitting, but you're doing it for a house or a dog. Like you're literally watching pets, property, plants, whatever you want to call it. Just keep things alive and keep things in order, in exchange for a free stay most of the time. But uh, yeah, so we've been we did that for about four months. We did thirteen weeks of free accommodations, booked an Airbnb for a week, and uh, yeah, it was it was wild, man. That was so wild.
0: <laughs> and and so I guess that, uh, yeah, was, that was to you kind of the beginning of this idea that you could, like one of the reasons I like house sitting is it's, you don't need money, right? Like you could become location independent totally. without having a ton of money. You're trading your services, how, like you said, watching a house, watering plants, watching a dog, whatever, but it allows you to travel and get around and see stuff without saying, well, what am I going to do for accommodations? That might be a thousand two thousand three thousand dollars a month that you're saving through house sitting, which for me, when I was first starting out, it was super beneficial. I mean, it's it's always beneficial to save money, but especially in the beginning, because then you're you're not stressed about it. It might allow you to do something, whereas uh, and get out and see the world. Whereas before, it it wouldn't. Was that kind of the case for you guys when you started house sitting? Was like it was almost a necessity in order for you to become location independent to get those free house sits.
1: You nailed. You hit the nail on the head, man. Because <laughs> um, like. The, the reason why is because like when you get like when we were first introduced to this like location independent like digital nomad type of world it was like dang i've got to make a business or find a job that's paying me four to five thousand dollars a month so i can actually afford to do the whole hotel airbnb plus flights and all this stuff but a lot of the stuff that i mean all of the stuff that we've gotten out of location indie and some of the resources that are in there um house sitting is kind of like the fast track to getting out man it's like I mean, I think we were living off of 2200 bucks a month in Western Europe, which is nothing, especially when you're on the road. Um, yeah, it was actually, yeah, it was 2200 bucks a month um, even.
0: It's almost, I don't want to call it a hidden gem because I think a lot of people listening might have heard of it before, but I still feel like it's underutilized by a lot of people. Like Once you start doing, and it seems like this way for you, once you start doing, you actually think why, like, why am I not doing this all the time when you want to travel or, or, you know, especially if you want to travel a little slower, sometimes I understand you might not want to house sit because you're going quick. You have a certain itinerary, but it seems like you guys have now implemented this from 2017 now into basically being the fabric or a part of the fabric of your, of your regular lifestyle.
1: hundred percent. And yeah, we actually try to do, so we try to split 50, 50. So, we just spent 6 months in Playa del Carmen, Mexico, where we just rented out a place for 6 months. And or not 6 months, 6 weeks, there you we go. So yeah, 6 weeks in Playa del Carmen, we rented out a pl- Airbnb to a place for Six weeks because we had hunkered down for a year to to take care of a human, a small human, and uh, get her up to speed with with where we're going to be taking her in life. And uh, now that she's able to kind of hang with us a little bit, uh, that's what kind of we we're that was our t- one of our big long term test trips was a six week deal in in Mexico and it was crazy because a, m- a month and a half in Mexico was $400 cheaper than a rent in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> and so saved money by just going to Mexico one. And then like now we're doing the house sitting and kind of inter- interweaving Airbnbs and house sitting and staying with friends and family, that sort of thing. And it's crazy because we've been doing it for two and a half months now and we have saved on average about 250 bucks because of some costs of travel expenses like gas and flights and some other stuff there. But
0: yeah. So when you say you've saved 250 bucks, you're essentially saying versus what you would have spent had you just been living where you were living in yeah, Phoenix, Arizona, it's actually cheaper for you to be traveling.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. It's like that. That's just comparative to our rent only. That's not like that's not like what it would cost us to just be living there, which is always more expensive. Because when you're stationary, you're always like seeing movies and going out to eat and doing a bunch of other stuff. Um, whereas traveling, I'm like, I just want to go walk on the beach because I don't have a beach in my backyard like I like normal. So,
0: right, right, it becomes <laughs> yeah the 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 normal stuff becomes unique because you're somewhere new and and like yeah, wandering around a city or a town which all of us can do in our hometown, but we're like, well, I've seen this a thousand times. Now you get to a new place. You're like, I don't need to pay for anything. I'm just going to go explore. It's, it's to me like being a kid again, right? You're just totally. endlessly fascinated <laughs> with totally what's works. around you because it, you don't know what's around that corner because you've never seen it before.
1: Yeah, my uh, I'm glad we're touching on this because my wife and I, we always, talk, we always like try to see who can come up with the most prolific question to kind of have a really good conversation on a road trip. <laughs> Cause I mean, six and a half hours is a long time ago when you're, you've got a screaming kid in the backseat, <laughs> but uh, we were just talking about this. It's uh, like, why are we so drawn to this travel thing? And like, why do we love it so much? And it's that like, just the unknown of walking outside. Cause you like, I remember walking in, in the streets of France, just trying to figure out how to buy a, a baguette or like a French, a, a real French loaf. And I'm like, Dude, some random Russian lady came up and started talking to me and didn't speak a lick of English. And I was like, this would never happen in Boise, Idaho.
0: <laughs> right, right. I think so, a lot of it is that it would never it would never happen because of the situation and you'd probably never allow it to happen because you You wouldn't be, and the French, I love this word. Every time I have the chance to use it, because I learned this on a podcast interview flaneur, which I'm probably butchering, but it means to stroll. And the French say it as like, it's a pastime. You're just strolling, right? Like, that's it. If you're a flaneur, you're someone who, yeah, yeah. If you're a flaneur, you're someone who loves to stroll which is what I love to do, right? So I'm like, oh, great. I know what I could call myself. Way cooler than saying I'm a stroller, right? Um, but it's, it's this idea that you were just out doing that because you're like, you know, if you go to your local grocery store, it's like head down, let me get everything I need. I don't want anyone bothering me. Hopefully I don't even have to talk to the cashier because I can go through self-checkout, get my car, get home, throw on Netflix, right? When you're in another country, you're like flaneering all around and ra- running into Russian ladies. So... Um, <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, let's, let's back it up a bit. You said like the kind of the beginning and the genesis of your location independent journey was, was 2017. You decided you were going to house it and things like that. What, what spurred that on? Like were had this been in the works for a while or was there like an aha moment where you're like, I got to get out of this job. This is, this is BS. Like let's just get out and I don't even care what
1: we're doing. My wife and I, when we first got married, it was kind of funny because we kind of, we come from very different backgrounds. So when I was growing up, I grew up in an entrepreneurial household. My dad started his own business, was very successful and lived what was quote unquote, the the American dream. And when I was like 16, he sold his business. So we, we had the, I was very fortunate growing up to be able to travel all the time. Every summer we knew the first two weeks of June, as soon as we're out of school, we're going East coast, we're going to Canada. We're going like, they're not big international travelers, which I don't understand, but, they'd go all over the place. Like we always had some long family vacation, sorry. <laughs> the uh, the crazy thing was, is my wife came from the opposite end of the spectrum where she had not, she didn't travel very much at all. It just wasn't a priority. I mean, uh, she lived in a family where they were making ends meet as best as they could. And they would, I think the biggest highlight of her travel journey was going to Disneyland for the one time in her entire childhood. And so, When we got, when I graduated, I had this huge aha moment. I I graduated high school is what I'm talking about. And it was like, all of a sudden I stopped traveling. And the reason why is because it was no longer on my dad's dime. (laughs) It was like, oh crap, man. Like going to Hawaii is really freaking expensive when your dad's not the one paying for it. So then I stopped traveling and started having to grow up. And then my wife actually... Um, she got one of those nanny jobs where she like lives in with a family. They pay for pretty much everything. And then they also pay her cash every week to watch their kids. And so we switched places. I stopped traveling when I graduated and she was back she was actually in New York. That's where her love for New York comes from. And every weekend she would take the money she would make and just go blow it on like a trip down to the Bahamas, or she'd go check out like Boston and Maine and all these other places that are around there on the East coast. And so we had like switched places and then we got married. And it was like this clash of, clash of cultures and lifestyles. And I was like, man, I've been wanting to do the travel thing and you've been doing it. And she's like, oh man, we're married now. We've got to like pay bills and crap and be adults. And so long story longer on this, they had, uh, we had this kind of this moment of, like, why are we working to pay bills? Like this sucks. Like I was working a retail job. She was working as like an assistant at some medical facility. And I mean, we were young. I mean, most people in my, in my world are young broken married people like when they first get married. Right. And that's just part of the experience, which we, we totally enjoyed, but then it's not accepting that as the reality and saying, there's gotta be another way. And that is exactly when we, we stumbled upon the location in the community and started talking to other digital nomads. And that's when like this whole entire journey kicked off was, you know, don't accept the, man, I'm not making enough money. I'm not remote. I can't, I can't go take a sabbatical for a year. I can't do all these things rather than just saying that's what it is and taking it as it is. It's like, there's got to be a a way around this and I'm going to figure out how to do it. And that's exactly what we did.
0: Well, all right, so you figured out how to do it. That's the now we're getting into it. What did that look like? Because obviously it's it's one thing to say, "Hey, I'm not going to accept Figure this." <laughs> and then it's another thing to be like, "I'm not going to accept it, but wait a second, here's what I'm going to do instead." I'm sure my guess is that you tried a few different things before something kind of caught on. And, and, and I, you know, if we do this conversation five years from now, we'll look back on this and be like, Hey, I was doing this then. And it's probably going to change then too. But what was the beginning of that? Cause you say, all right, we found house sitting, like we found the LI community. So we know it's possible. And we, we see people doing it. We found house sitting, so we know we can save money, but we still need something. So what were those first, things that you did to even start making money come in. Like where did you find, you know, how oh, did you figure man. out what to do? Because that's the question a lot of people have is like, where do I start? What should I do?
1: Okay. And I won't shy away from this. This was the single hardest part about doing any of this. And I think that's the big reason why there's such an emphasis on it in this community is is like, man, it's one thing to have I mean, I could be a broke bum on the street and I can tell you I have a ton of time on my hands. <laughs> And like that's one way to travel and be a vagabond, but that's like the whole beans in a can type of vagabond. And we, I mean, I'm I'm actually kind of cool with doing that. My wife's not, so I gotta. I got <laughs> eleven
0: be... <laughs> month old might might not like beans yet, so you got to get yeah, some formula true. milk. Yeah, so
1: <laughs> so um, going from like looking at all these options and like really figuring it out, um, I think in a lot of ways, I and mean, a lot of people might say this the same as the same as I do. I feel like I took the longest and hardest route to get where I'm at.
0: <laughs> well i'll tell you this there's people who are still figuring it out and haven't taken or haven't even taken the first step and they're like just getting on the route right and getting on and yeah. they're like we you've gotten okay. to some sort of i won't say end point <laughs> but you've gotten to a checkpoint right yeah. so uh yeah oh, you're yeah. beating them that's for
1: sure so what i'm gonna share in my story is not the suggestion <laughs> like please Perfect. don't follow my example <laughs>
0: do what you do but do it quicker and better right
1: exactly yeah be be gooder and smarter at it (laughs) so we we've got a bless my wife you guys are going to just realize how amazing my wife is to stick through through with me through all of this crap that i'm about to tell you right now so um casey's laughing right now because she knows the whole story she's been in with me since the beginning. So. I was like, oh, sweet. I've got to figure out how to work on a computer from an internet connection. So I decided to drop out of college and enroll into a coding boot camp. And uh, so I got into a software development coding boot camp that taught software engineering and, and, uh, and how to basically build SaaS, so um, software as a service and uh super cool cost an arm and a leg it actually was like all of my savings that i had saved up before i got married after i bought a wedding ring um and like just cleaned us out dude cleaned us out completely broke like negative broke because we still had student loans and uh i was like no this is the best thing we're gonna do this so got through the coding boot camp and really loved learning coding and then i got this crazy job at a software company and was making crazy good money. And my wife's like, yes, we've arrived. Like I was thinking, okay, things are going good. And then I brought up a conversation after being there for six months. Um, and uh, <laughs> brought up the conversation home. I said, hey, I've proven my skills. I'm pretty good at what I do. Um, I want to go remote. I need to take a month off and I'll just work from work from online and uh, got a big fat no. And which is what is really funny is I actually got my wife a job on the customer service side of that same company. And so we actually worked together and she did the exact same thing with her boss on that same day. And she got a yes and I got a no. <laughs> so guess who so she's out like, of- all yeah. right, I
0: guess I'm going guess location independent without a job that day. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh
1: yeah. She's sitting here thinking that I also got a yes because it's the same company. And by the time we had met together at the end of the day, I had told her, Hey, um, I told my boss, put my two weeks in on that conversation. And she's like, what the hell? (laughs) Because like, we needed both of our incomes. Like she was doing a customer service type of job, which is like 15, 16 bucks an hour, not enough to go travel. And, uh, well, I mean, you can make it work in some, some cases, but the way we were kind of going for it was like not an option. And two thirds of our income had just gone out the door. And so it was like back to, it felt like it was back to the drawing board, dude. It was horrible. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, so I actually took my understanding and know-how and, uh, and part of this in interweaved in all of this, this is about the time that Brian Lofermento got introduced in the community and did one of his presentations. I know he was on the Paradise Back recently. And so um, I, 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 I mentioned, I took an arm and a leg out, right. To go to that coding bootcamp. Yeah, I took another arm and a leg out to go to Brian's retreat.
0: (laughs) All right, so you have no limbs at this point, but you're going to the retreat.
1: I I financed the retreat. So I financed the retreat to get to Brian because the way I looked at it was, hey, I have the skills to run an online web development shop. I know how to do it, but I don't know the business side. And I saw Brian and he had done something similar. And so he was, this is just the best advice I've ever gotten is find a coach if you're looking to hire a coach find someone who's only four or five chapters ahead of you, not an entire book ahead of you. And Brian was that he was about four or five years ahead of me in the game. Um, he had, he had built up a web development company and, uh, and sold it or dissolved it um, and did his thing there. And then he was doing his business coaching stuff. And, uh, I mean, Brian, I, I'm actually going to be meeting up with Brian this week. Cause we're going to be in his neck of the woods, but, uh, he, he coached me on some of the things that I absolutely fell in love with, found my true passion through, and realized that, man, web development's fun, but uh, coding with the blinds drawn for nine to 10 hours a day is not my ideal lifestyle that I want to be living as a location-independent person. And so um, I started building websites and kind of getting clients and doing that whole thing under his wing, um, under his wing and then... Kind of, that's how we kind of limped along in Europe is I had a couple web development clients here and there, and we kind of just ran with that to the best of our ability. And we had, this was about the time that we kind of got ready and I quit my job, went to his retreat, got a couple clients on board, and then we took off and went to Europe because I was like, okay, sweet. Like we're doing okay. Then I'm going to add a little cherry on top of this. My wife actually got pregnant while we were in Europe. And that was our plan was we're going to go to Europe until she gets pregnant and then we'll come home whenever she gets, whenever we're ready to go. Okay. So she ends up getting pregnant. Listen, I love that. That
0: is an, that's an awesome, that's a whole nother story and conversation that we need to know more about some other time Yeah. because I'd love to see how that went down.
1: (laughs) Yeah, dude, we we, we can, uh, we can get into that and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm like, I'm sucking all the air out of the room here, but, uh, trying to get this entire story out. Um. So when we were in Europe, we had plans to stay till the end of December. And and then my wife got super sick. She's not one of those lucky ones. That's like, I'm pregnant. I love my life. It was like the most people, most people I'm pregnant. I hate my life. And we are in the middle of nowhere in Portugal in some James Bond like house, house sitting three massive, like outside dogs that stink. And she is just like having a heck of a time, dude. Like every time the dogs or myself walk in the door, our our smeller making is making her sick and all this other stuff so she's just like get me home now like i need to be in the states now and so at that exact same time is when like oh man is when crap just hit the fan like i lost two of my highest paying two of my four highest paying clients which was 80 percent of my income <laughs> and the reason why I lost them wasn't because of my fault. It was because it was November and we had already hit their, their marketing and their, their, uh, their technology budgets. And they're like, Hey man, we'll hit you up in January. And I'm like, no, I need money in December. Like that's Christmas, man. I gotta get home. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, this is the reason why I said before all this, do not follow my example in any of this, but, uh, continuing with this, uh, through this whole journey, I went from software engineering, web development, and then I realized that, most businesses don't, they think they need a new website because that's what they think is going to bring all the people to them. They're like, if if you build it, it will, they will come type of thing when it's really the marketing behind it. And then that's when I started self teaching myself how to do the marketing of it. And that's actually what I do now. And it's much more stable and much more profitable and much more time it's it's very very it's the perfect fit for me right now
0: so <laughs> nice well let let's let's dive into that just a, a little bit of the the switch then because you spent all this time with the coding boot camp and like you said it it worked in the fact that it, it it gave you a skill that then you were able to use to make money but it you know not mm-hmm. right away and 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 through a lot of peaks and valleys but then you say all right i'm a couple years into this i'm going to transition to do the marketing side, but now, did you feel like you were back at square one, or did you think I'm not really at square one because I, I I've worked with these people, I've seen their needs. I might not like know exactly what I need to do for marketing, but I at least am like three or four steps ahead of if I had started this a couple years before.
1: Yeah, um, again, man, you you've done this a couple times, haven't you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like yeah, deciding no, you want to do something totally different and figuring it out as you go. Yeah,
1: it's, uh, oh, yeah a little experience totally. in that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly that's exactly what happened. It was like because in the moment it feels like everything you've worked for is just now in shambles. But then when you kind of recoup your focus and your confidence, and you kind of look back on where you've come from, it's it's the like what you're saying is those peaks and valleys, man. It's like you have these great opportunities of learning, and you have a little bit of you have a couple wins here and there. And then you crash hard, like, but you never fall as far back as you once were. Yeah, man. It was like, it was like, I learned one thing and then I realized like, okay, I went to this coding boot camp, and I got all this experience to learn what I didn't like to do. And I know that's not the greatest sounding thing in the world, but you have to do it. If you're an entrepreneur, you have to do it. I've never met anyone who said, I woke up one day and said, I was going to go build websites for a bunch of dentists. And that's what they love doing and that's all they do for the rest of their life like i've never ever met anyone like that and if i have it's cuz they probably hit the lottery somehow and found the one person they love working with right off the right off the gate but i have yet to meet somebody like that
0: <laughs>
1: yeah so um, it's just it's i hate the cliche saying like it's a marathon not a sprint
0: so you decide to transition this mm-hmm. marketing and and you know it's going to give you more flexibility but how quickly were you able to make that transition and and replace your income like keep yourself at the same level? W- was that pretty quick? like or did you transition no. out of one? Okay, all right, no, uh, it was not.
1: That was like a whole nother, that was a whole nother cycle. So after Europe, we got back and I had, I mean, I just beaten, got beaten down. Like we had to find our nightmare before we went to Europe and our, our nightmare did come true, which actually wasn't too bad. I mean, sick wife, pregnant, lost a bunch of clients, need to get back home. We're broken, have no income. That was our nightmare. It came true. But the cool thing about it was we had four months of Europe behind our belt and I had learned a ton of business experience. And that's when that journey started behind, Hey, if I go and get another web development client, I'm going to be just I'm gonna be pouring cement on my feet again. And I do not wanna do that. And so that's when I was like, hey, I'm gonna go find another web development client and sell them marketing services after I get that or get their website sold or get their website done. And I don't know if this is like I may be confessing to a crime here, so I'm a little nervous. <laughs> So basically this is what I did is I got two new web development clients that only needed like a website built on like Wix or Squarespace. So I wasn't like custom coding, like shopping carts or anything crazy like that or, or backend like databases or anything. Um, Just really simplistic website builds. And then I sold them a package for marketing based on a course that I saw online. Cause it said, you will learn how to do this, 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 this. So I took those bullet points from the course and I put it in my package to sell to this dentist <laughs> and I said, sweet. So uh, this is my package. First, the first phase is I build, build a website. We get that up and running, get all the bugs out. Second phase is you're going to, is that's when I implement marketing and I get people to come to your website. And I literally just sold him the exact pitch that the course used to sell me. And I took the money I made from him to go buy the course and do like in just in time learning, <laughs> So it's the opposite of college. I didn't pay somebody to teach me. I took somebody's money to teach me.
0: <laughs> that is awesome. I mean, we talk about it all the time with products, with, with building your own products. We're like, don't build out a course that you, that you think people want because they might not want it. Instead, ask people what they want, get people in, do a course, maybe live with them in the beginning so you know everything they want. They pay you a reduced rate or maybe it's free. And then you go and you turn around and build the course. You're essentially pre-selling, right? You're making sure people sign up before you actually go and build it and waste your time. You just did it with wanting to learn a skill, which I, I've never thought of, but it works the exact same way. like, I want to learn this. Let me, let me tell someone I'm going to do it. I know I'm smart enough to go and learn it because I found this course that looks good. I just need the money to go and do it. So that's, dude, that's not a crime. That's actually- just genius.
1: And I was like, man, like when I sold him and he, like, he drops like an 800, buck or $800 check in my account, I'm like, holy crap. I'm pretty sure I just conned this dude. But hey, it's cool. We're going to make it work.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, okay. So was this, So you learned the marketing and this dude, I assume, was then happy with it, right? I mean, you, you probably yeah. over-delivered for him.
1: So that was the main thing is I only sold him four of the like 10 points that were in this course. I didn't sell him the entire, the entire thing that I was going to learn. Um, I only sold them to like the things that I saw the most value and most, um, most applicable to him. And like, honestly, if I could go back and start over that, I would screw the coding bootcamp. I would, um, yeah, I would totally screw the coding bootcamp and I would just say, you know what, I'm going to go look for something I'm interested in on Udemy or on Treehouse. I'm going to go figure it out. And I'll probably like, if it's a free course, I'll go get an introductory course and kind of get, get my feet wet see if it's something I really want to do. And then I'd go sell my services that I don't know how to do yet and use that money to front end a a, a course and then just do the just in time learning. Um, and that's actually, a, that's a habit that I've kind of fallen into. So I used that same method to sell myself in a resume to a job where I got a marketing job at an agency um, while my wife was pregnant. Cause we needed some benefits and I was like, Oh crap, man, like I got to get some really stable income while the baby's coming and all that medical stuff's happening. And so I went and got a job, but what I did is I basically told them my web development experience and said, Oh yeah. And I also do marketing, da, 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 And this was my experience. I just told them my experience on the one client I had sold that, that package to landed a job. And then I was going home at night learning all about Google AdWords and learning all about everything, Google And then going into working the next day, and just like pretending like I knew what I was doing and asking questions to whoever I needed to ask questions to. And it was a, it was a way I got a job that, um, that completely launched my entire marketing career was doing that same thing, getting into that agency. Um, they could tell I was miserable coming into an office every day, four and a half months in, because I was like, "I was just in Europe for four months. Now I'm stuck in this cubicle. This is the worst. And so it just like transitioned everything. So then I, I mean, I talked to them and just said, Hey, like, I'm not cool with doing this anymore. Um, and ended up just doing the whole, th- the whole thing all over again. Another cycle is like, Hey, I'm out peace. I'm going to go, go on my own and then started getting my own marketing clients. And now I do what's called white label services and it's, I kind of work as a ghost in the machine for a, a very well-known marketing name. So I write emails from him. I write, like, I basically just, it's kind of like a marketing VA in a way. So I do all the okay. work, but he does all the communication and then, um, and he, it's kind of all under his name. So it's kind of like me, just it's it's allowing him to be in more places at once. And I don't have to deal with clients that much. And I just have to kind of be the ghost in the machine and, and look at my data and run my ads.
0: <laughs> so what does that look like on a day-to-day basis now for you? Because you mentioned the one thing you didn't like about the coding, coding was nine to 10 hours, shades drawn, typing away at the computer. Is this now much more flexible because you essentially... Like what is, what is better about this other than maybe you enjoy the work more? What from a lifestyle perspective is better?
1: (laughs) Um, So I'm still putting in 12 hour days. Don't get, don't get me wrong. (laughs) I just choose when I put those 12 hour days in. So like a perfect example was yesterday. I knew we were going to be traveling for about six, seven hours today. And, um, what's really cool is my, uh, the guy that I'm working with under his agency is, um, he's based in Australia. So he's sleeping right now and technically he thinks I'm working right now, but but he's sleeping right now. Um, and Or
0: so you, or so you hope.
1: (laughs) I know. I hope, I know I got to check Slack to make sure I don't have like 50 messages. Like, dude, where are you? Something's broken. But, um, (laughs) uh, I basically like, so I knew I was going to be on the road a lot today Anna I was going to be doing this and we were going to kind of just making our way out to our house set. So yesterday I put in like a 13 per day just to make sure I got all my stuff caught up, made sure all fires were put out, made sure anything was up and running. I still have a couple outstanding tasks I got to get done today, which will probably be about four and a half hours worth of work. And I'll do that tonight. I usually do it after my wife and kid go to sleep because my wife sleeps when the baby does, because she never sleeps as is. So like my wife goes to bed at like eight 30 or nine. And so that's my work hours from like nine to 3 a.m. <laughs> and so like it's just very flexible and like don't like I landed this gig probably four and a half months ago five and a half months ago no 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 it's been six months yeah it's been six. man that's crazy it's been six months and this was the first time that I landed something that I was like holy crap we arrived like Mm. I have been working all this time to get to this point and i'm sure the next the next level will feel that same way but i mean i like i said i'm only six months in and i'm still doing the same thing i was doing before like i'm actually on upwork right now taking copywriting clients because i see copywriting as a much more lucrative uh much more lucrative skill set and eventually one day like i'm actually in conversation with the guy who i'm doing marketing for to become his full time copywriter and then just go get my own clients because I found within the web development websites, marketing, copywriting and all of this advertising marketing thing is the thing that I absolutely love doing is like writing to sell mm. and playing on the psychology. Like I love copywriting. I've got a group in LI just on copywriting, which I need to be more active in. Sorry for anyone who's participating in that. Um, but it's you're it's never stop learning, like never stop and just keep exploring. Cause When I stand still, dude, I get bored and things go bad when I get bored.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I love, so I love if you guys are listening to the podcast, you can't see what Mitch did with his hands on video, but it was awesome. He basically kept them up really wide and said, All right, I started with web development. Like it's a huge, broad field and then narrowed it down. Okay, now out of the web development part, I like marketing. So you're niching down a little bit. And then out of marketing, hey, there's a lot of different parts of marketing. I really, really like the copywriting. And so you continually refine what you like and also what you're good at. And so I know you said, Oh, you would screw the coding bootcamp. You go right into marketing. And you know, of, of course, like looking back when you would, it's kind but of me, man. Like you had no definitely. idea because if you didn't do the coding bootcamp, how would you know, you even like web development, maybe you would have thought, Oh, I'm going to do a blog or a podcast. So you, you keep kind of niching down, niching down, niching down, finding what you like, finding what you're good at, finding what can make you the most money, finding what gives you the most flexibility and all that stuff. As Mitch said, usually doesn't happen the first thing you try. I, I, actually, not usually doesn't happen. It almost it never, never, and I can never, say never, basically never <laughs> ever happens. Like you just start doing something and see that oh, this is part of this. This is part. I like this a little more. I like this a little more. And you go on and go through that. And I love to hear that you said it. it essentially, this is you found like you feel like you've finally arrived, and it's been what uh, basically two years it's at this point, and a half, correct? Two
1: years. Yeah. Yeah. It's been about two and a half years. And then and like, man, that, that's the thing is if I had to like go back and tell my younger self anything now, it'd just be like, dude, just start, man. Like, I wish I would have started the week after I got married rather than I joined a lie, man. And I was just like flirting around, looking at all the different things that can be done. And oh, like what you're saying, I could start a blog or I could start this. I was literally just like, inactive and to anyone who just joined li or anyone who's still who's been in li for a while and is sitting there watching all the job boards and watching all the the things that people are doing like they're running courses and they're building websites and they're doing marketing like but you're just kind of watching and observing to try and figure out what it is you want to do like stop like just do something like just take an action somewhere because it's always way more different than what you anticipate it is before you jump in and like Cause dude, I thought, I thought like life was so good as a, as a coder where you just like, Oh yeah, I don't have to deal with people. I just got to jump onto software and code out, had like crush a couple thousand lines of code a day. And then you realize like, Oh no, dude, it sucks, man. Like you're spending six of your 10 hour day just debugging the code you wrote the day before. Right, right. And then you're doing the, and then you're creating the other stuff. Like, and my nerds in the group will know that, know how that goes, but, um, it's, it's like finding like what you talked about. Like, I think it was before we got on the call. It's like, dude, like figure out what your dream life is like and start adjusting everything else to that dream. Don't start adjusting your life to try and get to that dream. Like, did that, I say that right? I think I might've That's accepted.
0: perfect. Yes. Yes. Adjust your life to what you want, your to your dream lifestyle, not a, not the other way around. Don't adjust your dreams to what your yeah. lifestyle is now. And I think that that's super important. And, and, I love hearing your story because you're so open to us and you're saying it's been two and a half years and you feel like you finally arrived. And I think if we talk two and a half years from now, you'll say, oh yeah, remember when I, like I did arrive, but I arrived at, I don't want to call it step one because where you're at is not step one, but let's say I arrived at my first huge step. Like my my I I used this in a podcast we we did today. I said, I finally felt like I had breathing room. Like it was my first, that was my (laughs) first- Yeah, that's
1: a better way to put it. That is a total better way to put it. Is like yeah, you're like
0: right. You're like okay, I've made it to a degree. Like I'm not just struggling, struggling, struggling. I made it to a degree. I don't want to stay here forever, but Mm -hmm. I want to go on. And so I think that if if people are listening and they're thinking, all right, yeah, I'm a year in or half a year or two years in, there will be that breathing room. And for me, it was actually if I'm thinking back, it was when Jason and I first did our very first Paradise pack, and that was about three years in for me. So. I was leading a life that I liked and traveling, but not making much money and it was it was stressful, just like you talked about it wasn't ideal. it was still better than nine to five it was still better than going into an office, but it wasn't it wasn't where we are now and so uh, that was about three years in for me where we kind of got that first yep, I got breathing room like this is kind of who I am now, and I can feel comfortable in that um and then obviously. So you take steps and steps after that. So, uh, love the story. One question for you with that: What did you find? Because we were talking about this, um, and, and you kind of alluded to it. You say I joined Li. I was on the f- like sidelines, watching everyone doing everything, getting excited and motivated, but also feeling like, when, how am I going to jump in? Almost, what am I going to do, and what should I do? What did you see as being the biggest benefit of the location indie community over these last? three or four years of going, or three, I guess three years of going from the sideline, doing stuff, flaming out, doing it again, like you said, cycles, flaming out, and then coming out on the other end to where you are now. What was the best part of it? Like, what do you think the community gave you that if you hadn't been in, might not have ever existed?
1: All right. So I'm going to take this little window you gave me to give one single massive shout out to somebody who's in the room. And that's Casey. Casey has been in my mastermind from like day one. Like she has watched me go through that. She's like been laughing. I've been like watching her in the chat too. Like she's been through this entire roller coaster and she's been through her own as well. And it's like, I mean, I'll, I mean, I'm going to get on the phone with her here. I know, I, I know it's coming. I'll probably get on the phone with her here in a couple of weeks and just be like, Casey, yeah, I'm switching things up again. Like, I'm going down another hole and I'm going down another. You know, it's, it's just because it never, like, it never ends. And if that sounds exhausting to you, like, that's why you need LI. LA. <laughs> that right there is why you need LI. Is because if you don't have anybody or even if you're even like close to a bunch of people, like. If you can just have someone to voice your opinion to that get where you're coming from, or someone like it's that whole tribe minded thought, dude. Like you think of like I, like the thing that's going to my head is the nomad, the truly original nomads, the guys who were hunting woolly mammoths back in the day. Like they didn't just go do that by themselves; they had to have their tribe of people they had to hunt with, man. So that's what this LI group is for me. Is like it's a group of hunters all trying to figure things out for themselves, and uh, we're all we're all chasing a woolly mammoth, man. <laughs> That's that's such a
0: great analogy because you're right. No one's like, "Yeah, I'm going to go tackle that woolly mammoth alone. Like, see you guys in a couple of weeks, right?" <laughs> no. I mean, yeah. dude, you're getting stampled, yeah. stamped, whatever. Trampled, stampeded, eaten, who knows. Um it's not going to work out. It's not going to work out for you. But instead, you all can sit there and say, like, what's working for you? What what's not working? And yeah, if, if there's ever been anything that I can point to that shows me the power of mastermind groups, it is the mastermind group that you, Casey, and Claire formed three years ago and, and still going strong today. And all of you have taken completely different paths right? Like and done different work, but you've all oh, found yeah. it and found the niche that you need and are able to, to lead the life that you want, which is location independence.
1: Funny thing about that. So Claire is the one who saw the job posting for the guy that I'm working with now. And she's the one who let me know because I had just gone, through, dude. Like, you guys want to talk about entrepreneurship? I was selling furniture out of a storage unit in Phoenix, Arizona, in the middle of 120 degree weather, just to make ends meet. And that's when Claire's like, "Hey, dude! Like, I totally found this this guy who posted something on Instagram that needs somebody with your skill set. Like, you should hit him up." And I did, and got the, and end up getting the position. And if it wasn't for my mastermind, if it wasn't for Claire, just like knowing where I was at, what my skill set is, that would have never ever happened. And so, I mean, and just like having Claire and Casey just to be like, I mean, Casey sent me a couple things. She's like, Hey, take a look at this package that I'm offering for my services. Like, what would you reword it as? What would you do? And like, bless Casey's heart. Like I'll come back and just like destroy it. And it's like, not with bad intention. It's like, Hey, like I'm just going to pick this apart. So that way, you know, like what might come later on so you can fortify it. And love Casey to death because she like takes all, like she gives it back at me just the same. And it's, it's having people that can be brutally honest with you in your times of lows and your times of highs. Cause I mean, there's there are times when it's like my wife bless her heart too. She's probably the, she's at the head of the, of the motivation and the feedback giving. She's like, dude, you got to reel it in, man. Like you've got to, you've got to get grounded a little bit. And so with all of this being said is like, if you're thinking about joining LI or if you're like curious about it, like just do it. And the thing is like, experiments never fail. If you think about it, that's a book. That's my favorite book. One of my favorite books, top five experiments, never fail. I don't know the name of the author. Um, but that's what he talks about is like, if you experiment, you don't fail, you learn or you discover and that's it. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. It's so true. It's so true. It's, it's all about accountability. And if you have a spouse, they're going to tell you at some point or or a travel partner, anything, they're going to be like, you need to find someone else to talk to. And guess what you oh, need yeah. to do? Find <laughs> someone else to talk to. Um, because there's oh, it's, yeah. it, it, you just need to have those different types of relationships with different people. And I think the mastermind group, I, that is why we are so, so adamant about mastermind groups and accountability being the biggest differentiator between failure and success. Like I could draw a line in the middle and say, hey, anyone I've seen come through LI who succeeded, they've had accountability in a mastermind group or an accountability partner. And if I can draw a line and say, "Like, why didn't these people came in and were motivated and excited and energetic and had ideas, why didn't it work? And it, It's it comes down to accountability. It's it's that clear cut in my mind, and um and you guys are living proof. You and Casey and Claire and everyone else who's in the mastermind. I mean, it's living proof. Watching it happen with every group of people who come in Li. You know, it's 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 everyone's different, and I and it's awesome to watch people come in. But I see the same things happening. Like some people are gung ho. They get in a mastermind. I'm like good. Like as soon as they're in a mastermind, I almost know that I can like release it. Like as a parent kind of be like, yeah. they them, all right. the mess. there we go. Let them fly. Yeah. Like, okay. I feel okay. <laughs> like I'm not going to lose them, you know? And then the people who, who talk about it and then don't, I'm just like, I, I'm like, this is, this is not going to work out the way they want it to work out. And um, yeah, it's kind of, it's tough because you, you, you know it and you just try to voice that. So uh, I can't thank you enough, Mitch, for coming on and telling your story. I guess the last little part that I want to ask you is, what do you see? And I mean, this, is, this could open up a whole can of worms here. Um, but what do you see as the as, as the next step, as the future of, of what your LI journey looks like? Because you have an 11-month-old, and, that, and we didn't even get to talk about that as much. But I mean, you're now being a role model to someone who's going to see you every single day. So what excites you the most, or what do you see as like now... Now that you're at this little bit of breathing room, what's the ideal lifestyle look like for you going forward?
1: My next step is going to be specializing. So, like some could call me a specialist right now. Like I specialize in Facebook ads and sales funnels, um, but I'm looking to specialize even further than that on the professional side. And I, and my gut, my skill set, and my the evidence is is copywriting. So that's kind of the direction I'm starting to go towards. Then um, that's where it is professionally as far as location independent wise. Um, one thing I love that you and uh, Jason are great examples of Trav is you guys are family men. Like you guys have families, you have growing families. Like we're not too far behind you with our, with kid number two. And I knew we weren't too far behind you with kid. Number one, two, which was really funny because you guys like had announced and we had just found out we were pregnant. I'm like, Oh crap, this is happening at the same time. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, like it, it's everything for us revolves around family um and like building out like we're flirting with the idea of doing the van life with kid number two for the first year um and trying to hit all 50 states uh i'm six foot two my wife's five foot nine i don't know how we would fit (laughs) i don't know how that would go so (laughs) we're trying to figure something out we may have to do like the school bus life and just get an old school bus and fix it up or something um instead of an actual like little, little van uh but we're 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 looking at ways that we can generate enough income passively. Like we're looking at creating five separate streams of income over the next five years. So one new stream of income every year while I'm working my day job. So that's not saying I'm going to get one passive stream of income and passive is really never passive. Um, that's a lie. So don't, don't buy into that guys. Um, <laughs> like there are, there are some of those like Heath's great. He's got a great, really good example. But of um, the, the pat like i'm talking passive like i have projects that i'm managing and i have teams that kind of take care of them for me and setting up five different ones and i know that's really aggressive to do one every year um realistically it's probably gonna be one every two years uh one figuring everything out and then building it up and automating it that second year but we we just want to be able to, like our ultimate goal is by the time that indie. let's Funny that our little girl's name is Indy. <laughs> um, we didn't actually name her after the after the group. We can we can pretend we did though. Yeah, let's uh, pretend we named her after Indiana Jones though.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. That's cool too. Indiana Jones location Indy. Yeah. It's fine. It's, it's
1: Indy Jane. Jane. <laughs> so yeah, my, my parents got a kick out of that one. But um Indy is sorry, man, I have like you guys haven't been able to tell I have ADHD really bad. Um so Indy's eleven months old. We're planning on, on kid number two coming in probably mid next year, late next year. And so, uh, we're kind of in the kid cycle. We're in the, we're in the, the multiplying and breeding cycle right now where it's like travel for a year, hunker down, have a kid travel for a year, hunker down, have a kid travel for a year. So, um, once we get out of this cycle, I think what we'll end up doing is, uh, our goal is to be able to take all of summers off. So the kids learn about something really cool in in school. We're going to go see it all throughout that summer. So, um, my wife and I, when we were in France, we saw these Roman ruins and that's what spurred that thought was, man, I remember reading about these in sixth grade, but I didn't retain crap about them. I just remembered that they existed. That's all I remember. So that's really cool to visit them now. So for our kids, we want to be able to like have them go through something in school. And then during the summer, it's like, Hey, what'd you guys learn about in history class? Or what'd you guys learn about in geography? Like, let's go check it out. And then we'll be able to kind of make that a little bit more of a learning experience along with an adventure for us. Because I mean we 've only seen like four percent of the world, if that right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> that 's awesome and i love I love the idea of cycles because you 've hit hit on that a bunch and and I do love the that thought of even if you 're going to work hard and no one 's saying working hard has to be boring or, or not that you like it, but you 're just saying i 'm going to enter this cycle where i 'm this phase where I'm working harder. And then I know on the other end, maybe it's summers and I'm doing 20% of what I did before because we're out traveling. And, and honestly, that's how Heather and I are, are kind of setting our life up too. And especially with the kid, you, you say like, when I'm given the opportunity to hunker down, let me do it. Let me, let me figure it out. Let me push things forward then let me go and have these experiences. It's a little less free flowing at times. Although to some people listening, they're like, what are you guys talking about? This is totally free flowing, but at least in my head, it's less free flowing and a little more structured. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So it was
1: free flowing when it was just my wife and I roaming around Europe. Like now that a kids involved it's like, Oh, we've really got to, we've got to have some, some, some sort of stability. And like, you guys are really awesome that you you and Jason both have your home bases and then you guys go on these trips and, and for however long you want and there's that's the benefit of being location Indian, man. It's like, I'm gonna go to Europe for a month this summer or I need to get out like you guys did a trip to San Diego, I think it was a year and a half ago or something. And you're like Philly is so cold. Like I've got to yeah. get the sun.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember that. We're like Philly's cold. We're either going to San Diego or Key West. Vote on where we should go. People pick San Diego, and we booked a ticket. And we went for like two weeks, and that's how I met Casey. And uh, yeah, it was like I'm just out of here. I just <laughs> like it's cold. Yeah, I like, don't want to be here.
1: That is the prime location independent example. Like you don't have to be this backpacker, which is awesome. Like I'm envious. Like I wish I would have done that more when I was younger. Um, It's not a regret just because this it's awesome to have my travel family that I have now, but it's something like, like I said, like before, like I could totally do the backpacker thing with a can of beans and just roam down from one part of South America to the other and just hopefully not die along the way. Where um, <laughs> my wife definitely is not like that, but it's like having that freedom to be like, Hey, let's go home. We miss home base. We miss the routine. Let's jump out. Let's go hang out for a couple months somewhere else. We're also flirting with the idea of homeschooling, but I don't know. We'll see how that goes. I know there's a handful of people who do that in the community,
0: so. We all got time for that. I, whenever anyone asks me about schooling, I'm like, I just look at, I'm like, I got four years. Like, don't even bother me with this right now. Um, <laughs> awesome, man. Well, Mitch, how can people outside, like obviously in the location, in the community you guys can hit up. Mitch, super active in the mighty network find him message him whatever you got to do how can anyone find out about what you guys have going on maybe outside of the community is there is there ways do you guys have a site that they can find you at or or social media
1: yeah um so social media instagram is probably the best way to hit us up um yeah, so we have my wife, my wife handles one and I handle the other. I handle all the technical, boring stuff, which a lot of the travel hacking nerds love. And my wife handles the adventure pretty pictures type of stuff. And then I just borrow the pretty pictures. So my wife's is um travelors. So you just do at travelors. It's travel O A R S. Our last name is Lore. It's like roar like a lion, but with an L. Um, I know Casey will probably drop this in the, the chat here, but then um the Instagram that I have that is strictly mine is budget travel secrets. And, uh, yeah, it's, that's where you can find us. You guys can message me for those of you in the community. Just like, I'm an open book. If you can't tell, like, I'll just dump a ton of knowledge on you. If you ask me a question, um, willing to help on anything I possibly can. And, uh, yeah, just like message me anywhere, anywhere on the social medias. I'm totally open book.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much Mitch, for coming on, hanging out with us. I mean, this is the first podcast uh, member of the month spotlight thing that we've done, where they were making milkshakes in the background. So uh, I have to say, I'm like, I'm now <laughs> hankering for milkshakes. Um, but thank you so much for coming on, taking time out of your road trip as you're as you're on this awesome adventure and just sharing everything, ups downs, all arounds about your story. That's one of the reasons I love every time that we get to connect. Is just getting to hear it honestly, openly. And uh, kind of unfiltered version. So, thank you so much, Mitch. Really, really appreciate it. And I know you probably got to get back on the road. So, thanks for joining us and we will chat cool. with you soon.
1: Hey. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much, Travis. It was awesome We get to talk to you a little bit more. And thanks, to everybody who's listening in. So, we'll, get, we'll see cool. you guys out there.
0: If you guys are listening, uh, you can check it out, locationindie.com, I-N-D-I-E. If you're not a member of the community, you can go there, check out what we're all about, hop on the email newsletter list, and uh, that will let you know when we open the community again. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us today on our very special monthly bonus episode where we highlight a Location Indie member and their story. If you're interested in joining Location Indie and learning more about what goes on in our community, check us out at locationindie.com. You can hop on the newsletter and be the first to know when the community opens up again. We'll chat with you soon. See you next time. Peace.